When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Four years ago, just about this time, we gave away a wedding on Late Lunch in conjunction with the wonderful Village Hotel out on the east coast of Mead there. And the wedding back then was won by Sinead Byrne and Paul King. We had a great day out there. Hector was our special guest. And the excitement when they won the wedding, €15,000. It's a big, big prize. And... We've lost contact since, and I just assumed the wedding happened, etc. But Sinead Byrne is back on the line with me today to bring us right up to date. Hello again, Sinead. Hi, Jerry. Well, 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 I'm well, and thank you. And I know you're well, because I know this as well, and very, very busy today. Because, tell them when you're getting married. We're getting married tomorrow, finally. <laughs> um, oh my God. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but when you think, you might laugh as cried. You know what I mean, oh, Sinead? I Four years in the making. When you won, just remind us, when did you plan to get married initially? Uh, we were supposed to get married in July 2020 and then sure, COVID happened and like a lot of other people, we had to postpone. Mm. So um, we postponed till January 2021 thinking sure look it'll all be over by then and oh well so we all know it wasn't and so then in the meantime we said you know what we didn't want to be picking new dates and waiting to see if it would and wouldn't happen so we pushed it right out then till this year hoping it would all be okay and luckily everything's gone well this time and third time lucky hopefully yes and it is to be all good so. yes it's great yeah. it's great third time lucky is right so there you go and like you're with the victim of circumstances like so many other people who were in your situation so it's happening tomorrow and the village hotel I'm sure are going to do everything they can to make it the most wonderful day of your lives is, are you getting married in the hotel or have you a church wedding uh, we're getting married in St Mary's Church in Drogheda Lovely. and then out to the village. Um, you know, the village has been great, I have to say. Um, all the suppliers, everybody was able to move to our new date and everybody's upheld their agreement, their gifts that they've all given us, all the generous services they've given us. So we've been very lucky and we're so grateful to everybody who, from Adele Chews who gave us their dress to... Um, the band Men in Black, our DJ Dave Newman, Gay Flores, everybody has all upheld their end of the bargain and um, we're very lucky that um, they've all come along with us along mm. the four-year wait. 
Yeah, because, you know, in four years, a lot of businesses have found the yeah. going tough as well and quite easily. And uh, there are a lot yeah. of businesses who are not around now who are there four exactly, years ago. Yeah. But it's just wonderful that everybody has delivered f- for you. Yeah. Now, w- when you won, you had a little fella called Luke. What age is he now? So Luke is now six. He was two, yeah. two and a half when we originally won. Uh, so he's now six. He's in school. He's in senior infants out there in Tully Allen National School. Lovely. So he's out there. And we've welcomed a little girl since as well. We have Molly now. And she's seven months old. So we now have an extra little <laughs> one at our wedding that we hadn't originally planned for. <laughs> Terrific. Well, there you go. Life gets in the way of these things, doesn't it? That's just yeah. it. Simple as. Uh, any plans? Are you, you going to take a, a, a honeymoon or a breakaway or anything afterwards? Are you going to do that sometime in the future? Uh, sometime next year we'll yes. probably head away. But yeah. just with two new babies. Of course, uh, well, of course. Two babies and all that. And yes. then, sure. Yeah. Back to work now next month as well after maternity leave. So just, yeah, next year we'll do something. But um, we've had a big year of lots of weddings. All our friends have been getting married this year as well. So there's been lots of celebrations this yes. year. I know many um, couples who have done yeah. the same. In fact, my daughter got married in May and same thing, another baby. And, you know, they've uh, next year they're looking at as well. So it's, uh, you know, yeah. that's the way the way of life. And you have a little boy at school there, of course, as yeah. well to, to take yeah. care of. So also, yeah, so I think it worked out well, though, mm. because now we have our, our full family, our complete family now at our wedding. And yeah. I couldn't imagine the wedding now without Molly. So mm. I think. In the end, it's all worked out well and the way it's supposed to have happened, I believe, you know. What time is the uh, Mass at in um, the ceremony in St Mary's tomorrow? It's at 2pm. Oh, lovely folks. Yeah. If you're around the St Mary's Churchway in Drogheda, say hello to her. Wave at her when she's coming out afterwards. She'd be delighted there. Sinead Barn <laughs> and Paul King becoming Mrs King uh, tomorrow after four years uh, waiting. Uh, incredible indeed. But all's well that ends well. As you said, third time lucky. And I know you're up to your tonsils today. Uh, I think you're out in the village at the moment and you have lots of other things yeah. to do. I can understand. But look... Good luck to you tomorrow. I think the weather's in your favour too and no matter what, you're going to have a great, great day. Thank you so much and we're delighted to wish you all well for the big day tomorrow. Thanks very much, Jerry. And your Thank sister. You. But don't go. It was your sister. She'll kill me. Actually, it was your sister. Oh, my God. I nearly, I nearly made the biggest foo-paw ever there. Your lovely sister was in touch with yeah. us to wish yeah. you well from all the family and all your friends. <laughs> Very good. Thanks very much. Thank you. Take care. Thanks to Kira. Kira is the one that won us the wedding. So. Yes, Kira is. Her. Indeed. Well done, Kira. And <laughs> thanks for keeping us in the loop as well. You're brilliant. And have a great time tomorrow, family and friends. Take care, Sinead. Health and Thank happiness you. for life. Bye bye. Bye, Sinead Byrne there. Four years in the making her wedding. Eamon's been on to say, well, they had all that time to get married and still didn't get senses, Eamon. <laughs> Only joking, Jerry. The best of luck to in the future to both of them, says Eamon. 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number. You'll need it now because the runners and riders are at the starting tape. We're going to let it up now in a moment. You know what I'm talking about. I have the last 50 euro ticket to give away for the big draw it's happening this weekend Screen GFC you can win a tractor or 100,000 in cash own a horse trained by Gavin Crummel for one season last ticket you got to get in are you under starters orders Louise what's your horse name for today please <laughs> Dave <laughs> what <laughs> I've run out of names Dave great name for a horse oh my God. <laughs> 
All right, Dave. I think you're <laughs> fools and horses you're thinking about there. Uh, well, I, I think I'll go with high hopes today. Uh, heading to the Imro Radio Awards tonight. LMFM oh, with logical. three <laughs> nominations going tonight. Good luck to everybody and everybody who's been nominated. High hopes we'll go with for the horse on late lunch this afternoon. Anyway, what's your horse name today? Get it into us for the ticket. You've got to be quick today because we're going to announce the winner between 2 and 2.30 this afternoon. What's your horse name? You've been brilliant all week with inventive names. Come on, the ticket's there. You could win that big prize. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Pick a name for your horse today. Send it to me and you could be in that draw tomorrow. And who knows? Louise, I was just thinking, if somebody won it that won the ticket on the show, wouldn't that be incredible? It would be yeah. just incredible. It really would. And I wish you all or more good luck. than one. Oh, yeah, 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 true. There's a lot of prizes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So good luck to everybody. Anyway, get your names into us as soon as possible and we'll pick a winner before the end of the show. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon after the break. We spoke to them in the summer. They're an amazing couple. They set off around Europe in May in an old converted Ford Transit van and they're back home and we're going to catch up with them next. When we spoke to them last, they were in Italy. They headed off from Ireland in a converted Ford Transit van back in the middle of May. They went Spain, Portugal, France, Italy, back into France and home. What an adventure. The trip of a lifetime. And they're joining me today on Late Lunch with feet on terra firma back on the old sod. Aileen Ryan and Enda Call. Enda on the line to me first. Afternoon, Enda. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. When did you get back? Um, we got back to Ireland uh, the 13th of, of September, so back home a couple of weeks. And then uh, we're in Dublin for about a week and then I came up home uh, to Donegal for uh, the last couple of weeks there now. Is it hard to readjust? Uh, it's hard to readjust to the weather. <laughs> <laughs> put it that way. We haven't had a dry day since I got home, so... But here, Henda, you had nothing but drought nearly for the four months you were in Europe. Look at the heat wave you encountered. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, it, I'm almost missing that at this point. Uh, it's uh, it's hard to even get outside at this point in Donegal because I'm right beside the sea, so it's as rough as you can probably get in Ireland. Uh, so it's been uh, it's been hard readjusting to that. So you'd settle for the heat and the sleepless nights and the warmth and all that goes with it and the drought a bit rather than what you're living with today. <laughs> well, you don't know what you have until it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> fair juicy, fair juicy. Now, the one thing about your uh, journey, and you had huge following, I know this, uh, on social media, um, you, you didn't quit your work. This is an important point to make. You, you were it was sort of a working travelling holiday. Yeah, so that I was um, I was working part time, uh, sort of remotely for a company in Dublin. Um, it was only three days a week, and it wasn't sort mm. of like um, it wasn't as I, if you could say uh, the work only had to be done when it was done. It wasn't really set hours, so um, it was probably easier than most to do so. But yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend if people are able to do that. Yeah, that it's an easier option to have money coming in while you're doing that rather than quitting altogether. Mm. What was the most difficult part of it? Well, when I listened to you today, it was a, life was a beach. It looks like for the four months you were nearly on the continent. But what did you find most challenging? Uh, this is going to sound 
probably a bit uh, silly to people who were had a normal life for the last couple of months. But I, th- I think tiredness was the probably biggest part for me. Mm. Um, like you're obviously not doing as much, but you're walking around a lot, you're traveling a lot, and by the end of the day or the end of the week, you are sort of sh- sh- shattered, and you don't have the you know, the Friday night in front of the fire where you can just sit up and, and kind of do nothing for the, the night. So while we did pretty much all relaxing over the last couple of months, we were still uh, we were still tired quite a bit, I think. You'd have to say you winged it. Would that be fair to say? You didn't have a specific plan. No, not really. The only plan that we had at the start was that we had to be in the south of Spain for a wedding. Uh, so that was just, that was the only plan that we had and then we sort of winged it from that. But I'm actually glad that we did it that way because, like, there were times where we had to avoid certain areas because of the heat wave. Mm. Um, like, we, we were supposed to go to Milan for the weekend, but it was going to be 42 degrees there, so we just skipped Milan altogether. And I think if we had a hard and fast plan, we probably probably would have came away more disappointed that we didn't get to certain areas, whereas uh, with this, we actually ended up in places that we hadn't originally planned to, mm. and we really enjoyed them as well. The tolls, I know, are something you mentioned, I think, to me as well when we spoke last. Uh, They were challenging too, weren't they? Travelling around and negotiating a lot of toll roads on the continent. Yeah, a little bit different as well, a little bit more expensive, um, especially when we got into... Italy wasn't too bad. Once you get down past Rome, it was actually um, actually pretty much like Ireland. You spend two to three euro on your toll, but... Uh, the likes of France, when we were crossing over from France to to Italy, going across the border was something like sixty-five euro or something like that. And then once you get into France, the tolls end are nearly all thirty plus euro, depending on what journey you're making. So um, they were probably one of the highest expenses across the whole trip, I'd say. Mm. She's standing patiently beside you as she's been for months on the continent. But will you put Aileen on there for a second, please? Hi. Hi, Aileen. How are you? How are you keeping? Uh, Well, 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 you're back safe and sound. I'm going to ask you this. You know, you've been around the heart of Europe and the most beautiful places and countries in Europe. Where on your journey will stay with you more than most? What's your favourite place you were visited? Um, surprisingly, I'd say Rome. Like, I've been to Rome before, but this time around, we were there for my birthday and it was, uh, we were there for a whole week. And it was just like, it was nice and cheap because you're obviously not staying in uh, a hotel or whatever. So it was like, Rome was great and a lot cheaper than we thought it would be for food and stuff being in the capital. Mm. Um, but really anywhere in Italy was great. We just, we loved Italy. Oh my God, I'm only back for myself. I was in Venice and I, I agree with you. Even Venice yeah. that's supposed to be expensive. I thought things were very uh, competitive food-wise on that as well. But it's just the most incredible country. And there you are, Rome. Rome is your is is your preferred destination. Now, when you reflect on what you did and how you got on, mm-hmm. would you like to do it again? Or are you starting out again? Would you do anything differently? I'd probably go at a different time of year, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe in the springtime, but I definitely say like it's something that I would like to do again, Yeah, because um, we skipped a few cities in Italy because they were just way too hot when they were landlocked, yes. um, but I definitely would like to do it again. We'd like to go back maybe to a mountainous area because 
it's just really, really pretty up in the kind of the French and Italian mountains. Mm, those 40 degrees are, you know, I know, I know Enda said he, and I can understand it, Donegal today when you've been lashed out of it, you probably yeah. say, oh, mother of God, what am I doing here? But it's no fun either when you're trying to deal with, with that level of temperature. No, you ate merrily, I take it, and enjoyed your drinks here, there and everywhere. Did you come any, come across anything new in terms of cuisine or food? Um... Hugo. Oh yeah, <laughs> Hugo's in uh, Italy. I was obsessed with them. They're like a really light cocktail. You might have had one when you were in Venice. I'm not sure, but um, they're kind of like prosecco and um, elderflower, like yes. tonic kind of. Yes, uh, with mint, and they're. Oh, I was obsessed with them over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You come across something new. You'll have to try making them now here. You know what I mean, especially around the Christmas time. Spritz we were drinking over there. You know what I mean, yeah. and that's a, another one of their favourites. Also, um, yeah. Did you did you gain? Now, now, now this is a very sensitive question. I don't know whether to ask it, but I will anyway. <laughs> did you, Did you put on a few pound, or how did you fare out? Surprisingly, I actually lost weight. I think it was really? the walking we were doing. <laughs> yes, yes, of course, you see. So you were, yeah. you know what I mean? It was yin and yang. You were able to yeah. eat, but I, I take it you didn't hold back. You just enjoyed. No, we were just, we were walking about 20,000 steps a day, like yeah. walking through the cities and stuff. So yeah. it was a bit of a concern, but no, we didn't come back any heavier, I don't think. No, <laughs> did. <laughs> did you end it? Did you put on the, 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 the few inches? Yeah, I picked up uh, anything that she left off. So. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, you have to do it. These are the things you do. The, the the social media end and the following and all that, did that intrigue you? How curious and w- what a huge following you garnered? Yeah, and it was just like, it's such a lovely community of people who were following us and they'd always like send us nice little messages to tell us that they were enjoying it and stuff. So it was really nice to have that feedback and just to be able to share it. And I hope we maybe give people a few ideas of where to go or even just on a short holiday. But like, yeah, it was really nice to have that following. And lots of photos and memories that you'll have forever and ever. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things about it. Like, I'm just looking at it here and you just, it's so easy then to keep track of where we went. And like, I think we're going to print off photos because we always say we will and they yes. never do. But I think it's important that we do for this time around and put them into an album. Yeah. I do that because you know I was going through some old stuff would you believe myself last evening I just said that I gotta print some of these because when they're up there in that you know that thing up in the sky sure mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't really yeah. hold them or, or have them that's a very very uh, worthy thing to do as well and have them forever and ever anyway you've been fantastic and you, you've so many I'm sure other stories to tell and uh, they'll be with you for your lifetime so will we watch this space for take two Enda yeah, well, we're actually going to uh, Sligo this weekend in the van for our first trip back in Ireland. So uh, hopefully there'll be a few things there if we don't get lashed out of it. <laughs> Please, God, you won't. But anyway, you would consider going back to the continent or doing a different type of trip some other time. Can I take that as being a yes? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's hectic stuff and it, it, you do need, uh, I suppose, it helps that there's no... Uh, there's no winds running around our feet or anything like that. We have no responsibilities just like that uh, just yet. So it, it helps in that aspect. Um, and the fact that we're still young enough to do it, I think it's, yeah. it's definitely something I'd recommend. Go for it. You're wonderful young people. Thank you so much. Enjoyed our conversations Thanks. and all the Thank best you. to you. Take care. Bye bye. Bye, Enda. Bye, Aileen. Aren't they fantastic people? They really are. You love your Gigi's. 
Look at this, the horse names coming in. Some cookies, says Margaret Dillon. Uh, I'm going to name my horse Jump the Gun, says Agnes Everett. Hello, Agnes, this afternoon. Um, uh, in the Zone comes in from another Margaret. Rags to Riches from Mary and Dunshockland. Fiona NRD says, Unrequited Love. Oh, I like that one. I really do. Lightning Strikes for Bernie Harford from At Boy. The Higher the Hitch. The faster the lift, says Margaret Dillon. I'm going to think about that one, Margaret, for a minute. The Rogers family in Jenkinstown uh, wants to call the horse Pablo's Star. There's probably a reason for that. Uh, race wind, considering the weather we've had the last few days. That comes in from Eilish, Tina and Caroline round the corner. They're only round the corner from us. Uh, because of all the controversy about the dancing, I would call my horse Slip Jig, says Desi Howard in Balbriggan. You're clever, Desi. And because the main prize says... Uh, Caroline McCabe in Lobenstown is a tractor. I would think I have to call my horse Horsepower. Late lunch, LMFM Radio, and uh, we are moving on on the show this afternoon. And joining me are our women with opinions, and I'm delighted to welcome back to the show this afternoon, Kira Burke and Betty Clark. Welcome, ladies. Thank you, Jerry, and good to see you, you looking so well after your holidays. Uh, well, I'm a little bit relaxed and yes. chilled Tanned. out. Tanned. Am I? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks yeah. a million. Yeah. I think it's blood pressure. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with anything else. Well, you else. look well. Oh, thanks a million. And you're looking well yourselves too. First time back here for you since we've had yeah, the big sabbatical, isn't it? I mean, God, that's what? Two, three years, is oh, it? Oh, indeed it is. Yeah. It is indeed. Well, well, it's lovely to be back in the studio. And we thought you'd be in wearing your pyjamas. Well, you know my stance on pyjamas, Jerry. I am not uh, wearing them outside of the bedroom and uh, or outside of my home. And that is the way it's going to stay. <laughs> and you, you certainly made not uh, local, national and perhaps international headlines. So I believe it just kind of went viral. I just put my opinion Nobody else's opinion, just my little humble opinion on pyjama wearing out in public and in my own particular restaurant. Um, and it just got a lot of backlash, and it, but a lot of support yes, as well. Yes, it did indeed. Now, you know me, I have a hard neck. I don't care about the backlash because you know what? That's only my opinion. Everyone has their own. Mm. Betty, pyjamas out and about. There's no such thing as bad publicity, Jerry. That's one (laughs) thing I'll say. Was there not protests and mothers leaving kids off to school complaining and demanding? But you know what? I got national coverage. Like, what more could I ask for in terms of sage and stone? And it... Unintentional. Oh, unintentional. Yes. I had, did you refuse somebody in no, their I pajamas? never would refuse anyone. They came in, had their breakfast, in their pyjamas, their dressing gowns and their slippers. There were two American ladies about to get on a flight, by the way, to New York. And I came in after dropping the kids to school, not in my pyjamas, by the way. And I came in and I said to one of the girls, I said, they sitting here having their breakfast in their pyjamas. And they went off after, had a lovely breakfast, went off and I couldn't believe, I was like, right, that's it. I'm not putting up with this anymore. I am going to put up a post before anyone else thinks that they come in in their pyjamas. And that was it. They were gone. They were gone. Fed and watered. Fed and watered and gone back on the plane in their pyjamas to New York. Betty, 
You wouldn't go for oh, your... No, I wouldn't. Would I see women dropping their kids off to school and I think it's just lazy. I really do. Pure laziness, Jerry. I love pyjamas. I'm always buying pyjamas. Mm. I love the comfort yeah. and mm. pennies and pennies and duns. And, you know, they're all gorgeous yeah. stuff now. Lovely. Yeah. But I don't know. There is a time and place. Now, I'm sorry. Well, even, it just for the, even for the children that you're dropping to school... I don't care a damn about you. I can't even put a, a clean tracksuit on or a, a coat or, I don't know, a coat even covering. No, exactly. it's wrong, Jerry. It's wrong. There you are. If you support from your colleague anyway here today, let's Thanks move on. Let's special. move let's on move from Pyjama Rama yeah. and talk about Shay Given's ex wife, Jane Given was married to Shay Given, the Irish international soccer player. She's been in a new relationship subsequently with a guy called Andrew Ralph, who bought her an engagement ring, which cost a cool £300,000. And he also gifted her an Aston Martin luxury car. Now, it's all gone haywire. It's all off. It's all off. But she's keeping the ring and she's keeping the car. But he wants both back. What's your opinion? Gift? Like, I got many gifts. Do I give them back? No. So it's a gift. Like, if he gave her the gift and, like, was it a loan? No, it was a gift. That means they give it to you. Gifted. But an engagement ring now. They were engaged to be married. He bought the ring. He bought the ring. Gave it to her £300,000. He broke it up. She did. She broke up. Well, I if that was me now, I would just if if I broke up, I'd hand the ring back because I wouldn't really I, if I didn't want to be with them, I'd say, look, here have the and have the Aston Martin and have the ring back. You must be joking, <laughs> Jerry. Would you go away? You're no, I might. No, no, I know. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. No. <laughs> Hello? No, no. I say she earned every penny of them. So no, sorry, Jerry. No, like give a give, what does God when we were kids? Give a thing, take it back. God will ask you where is that. That's you true. Can't, you can't. No, he good intentions and he adored her. But as they say, so uh, he's a man's love. Governed. Love is blind and marriage is an eye opener. So no, but he wasn't so, married. He was only well, engaged. Well, they almost married. Well, there was they were to be married, but mm. but it all it's all ended poorly now. And they're in court now, and they're checking WhatsApp messages that flew between the two of them. He says, "Ah, oh, no, I have to have the ring and the car back." She says, "Sorry." gave it to me as a gift. What about Elizabeth Taylor? How many times was she married? Do you think she <laughs> exactly. gave all the... No, Jerry. No, sorry. Don't be given well, engagement maybe... rings if you want them back. It's simple as that. Maybe he should go to Rebecca Vardy for a little bit of uh, legal advice. Advice. On, on WhatsApp messages. And yeah, to a hotel. because, you know, I don't think he's going to get too far, is he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The solicitors will be the best. They'll come out the yeah, best on that, Jerry. in the court, Honest so it is. But you, 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 there's a divergent of views here. You think that... You would say that if you were engaged to somebody and he bought the ring, you wouldn't want to keep oh, the look, ring I, anyway. Look, if he was she a pawn Jerry you get the come on no but you know what I, I think that it depends like if you if he was a lovely fella and you just fell out of love I'd kind of feel sorry about it and I'd say I'd give it back right but they're all lovely fellas at the beginning yeah, yeah, Jerry I know but on. if he was a messer and whatever and that's why he she if he was a messing her around or whatever like it depends on the scenario no, a rock is a rock. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no. Betty. No, depends. No, okay. Well, Straight Betty. to the Are you po- single, Betty? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not married anyway. That's well, you, the, have, you yeah. have diamonds. I have, have a diamonds. I have yeah. none. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. None. 
So there you are, <laughs> two different views altogether. But anyway, it's 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 going to it's going to be you know talk about an intriguing case. This is now only starting oh, it'll to it'll be the start. It'll be yeah. floodgates will open now. <laughs> it will. Tell you. I wonder what the judge will do. You know whose side he'll come down. And we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, I'd say but, he'll give him back the Aston Martin. And, and, and on a, a, yeah, on a prenup, ring. yeah. What happens on a prenup, Jerry? Do they say? Well, you see, you know. Well, if there was a prenup, you see, it'd be straightforward because there is agreement then in place. There's nothing. This is all variables and WhatsApps and things like that. So we'll see how they hold when oh, the case... Oh, we'll just say, were they living together? You see, <laughs> if they were living together, there's that common law wife thing. They'll just yeah, split de it. Fact, de facto. Mm, yeah. yeah, he'll probably get the car and she'll get the ring. Yeah. <laughs> or split <laughs> the two of them. <laughs> I know, that, I know I know. the only winners here will be the, the, the lawyers. The lawyers and the is absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Let's move on and uh, talk about the, um, the genteel world of Irish dancing. Where, you know, tiaras, tantrums, wigs, etc., you know, are all part and parcel of it. Can I ask you first, you have four girls. Did mm. any of them go Irish dancing? Yes, they all went Irish dancing. None of them progressed to actually ever been asked to put on a dress so we didn't we didn't we're not get we to that level we didn't get to that level but I know lots of girls who are at that level and I am not joking you they are unrecognisable it's not just about the dancing they are unrecognisable when you see them in the outfits the fake tan the, they have to have the, the those bobble socks that they have the shoes the wigs like it is just incredible like there's no Colleen Bond Colleen no, lovely no, Colleen's no. looking like that mm. that's an American invention for Irish dancing but it has got very competitive and it's the points are all for what if, if you've got a w- good wig company if you've got a good wig it depends on who's paying off who I'm telling you there's there's money big money well well, well, let me let me say uh, that, that uh, that's your opinion but I'm sure the dancing people would refute that and, and they'd say absolutely not but this is where I'm coming from the story no, has emerged during the week that uh, allegedly uh, in Irish dancing uh, people were trying to fix competitions judges appeared to be fixed and there was evidence sent to the governing body back in July, uh, you know, what, what do you make We're of that? Betty? People here, humans, mm. competition, you know, prestige. So you're going to have you're going to have fixing, and you're going to have people wanting to be better than others. So it's it's the worst of human nature coming out. Naturally, there's going to be. There was uh, one of the teachers. One of the schools was giving sexual favours to the well, judge. Well, this is this is this the is latest. The this is the latest yeah. one now, and yeah. I was going to come on to that. Yeah. Allegedly, let allegedly. us say allegedly, yes. one of the teachers. Sexual favours were being offered in return for points. This is in the Mirror today. Mm. You know, it's in the Independent first and in National Radio. Allegedly, this is a, a part and parcel of it as well. This is. You know, I'd say people are standing back from this and saying, no way, not Irish dancing. But sure, I would have thought the same about fishing yesterday, Jerry. The fishing yesterday, they're cheating in fishing competitions, putting lead in the fish. I have it here. I was just going to come on to it. Yeah. Because this is a bigger question about the human condition, Betty. Is it just in people's DNA to try and get a little advantage? Is it? Is it's it in a, all of us? Oh, absolutely! It's absolutely. in all of us. Oh, it's, it's the survival in us. It's the survival instinct going back, right back, and then progresses on to being more polished and more. But it is that that competitive edge that comes out as you're pushed, maybe from a child, where your mother pushes you on, your auntie, your friends, they everyone around you, they're all going for it. Yeah, it's. It, it, I'm afraid it's, it's endemic. 
Which well, is like it's, match fixing. It's like uh, it's like drug testing. It's like everything that's involved in the competition. Cycling, you know, yeah. what sport has the, is are not cheats, Jerry. Let's yeah. look yeah. at it. Let's look, look at the Premier League every week, and there they are in front of you, yeah. trying to cheat the referee. Yeah. You are right, Kira Burke and Betty Clark are never short of an opinion. Let's come back to this because you know I do a bit of fishing myself when I saw this. You know what I mean? Fellas in the states putting lead into the belly of the fishes so they'd uh, weigh heavier. Uh, the poker situation. Situation, big row in, in Las Vegas this week. Chess. Chess, chess is chess, on the back. Exactly, and yeah, I, I can tell yeah, you, I, yeah. I play a bit of golf too. And, you know, we're in golf clubs. Huh. I don't oh, have to. People yeah, listening to me today yeah, who play golf yeah. understand that there's an element. An element. Yeah. I wouldn't say everybody. There no, are but people, there's certain fellas no, that would be, no, or yes. certain girls, or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, it's. Um, is it? It's definitely. Like, there's always competition, and there's always people who are trying to fast. Track. It's like a yeah. human condition. It's yeah. there, mm. and whether in some people, in some, in 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 maybe a lot people? of people, most people, yeah, most people. And 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 is there a level of it that's acceptable? You know, with something venial. Do you remember when you'd sinned when you were a child? You know, was a venial sin. Was that a lesser sin than a mortal sin? It's a venial sin, is that? Um, Wasn't there? I think I'm. Or preliminary injustices. Yes. Indulgence. Or, 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 <laughs> and you're looking at the seven deadly sins. Yes. Like when you look at. And, and so what is it we a sin now to be competitive, is it? And want to win? Is that a that's sin? That's vanity, very, is it? Well, I don't know. Is that one of those vanity. Is that one of the. That's Who one wants of the, the medal? Is that vanity wanting the medal? You see, yeah. you can get into a hole. Like, you want to. Everyone wants to be. Wants to get what they want. Yes. Yeah. So, how much do you want something, Jerry? But should you cheat? Is cheating ever acceptable? Ever? But you're only cheating yourself. Yes. But you're getting That's the, the only person you're cheating. Oh, Kira, you have the medal in your hand. Who knows? You could but you know that you've got that medal by cheating. And everyone yeah. thinks you're great. They don't know you've cheated. Well, th- if you are happy with that, Betty... That's fine. But I <laughs> have a higher than thou. Is that right? Ground. Is that like a little tone there? Oh, God help you, Betty. You would. I wouldn't need... Don't give me that crap. <laughs> I just want to mention... <laughs> well, we're at it. Uh, the horse. We were. I told you, Kira's PJs. We picked for your horse today. Uh, Did by I win? the way, uh, no. Oh. Uh, you're disbarred as being a you know a guest on the show. But anyway, the winner today is Denise Farrell. Willy Wonka is our horse. Oh, so Denise, her. you win the final ticket for the screen draw. Good luck to you. We'll be in touch. Thanks to everybody. All the names you sent us and for joining in the fun. We really do love it. And just a shout out as well. Bingo is back in Wilkinson Community Centre tonight at eight o'clock, and there's great prizes and refreshments. So come along and enjoy the crack there. Now, um, since you've been with us, I wanted to ask you a question. Queen Elizabeth passed away mm. and we had these... We're gone for 12 days, mm. Jerry. yeah. What did you make of that? You know, the length of the, of oh the period of morning. Oh my God, she deserved every minute of it. Mm. She was fantastic. She lived her life for the people of her Commonwealth or whatever. I think she gave up so much. She was, It was a duty that she had to... Um, I just thought she was fabulous. Um, like you didn't she, tire of it. Oh no! I thought it was every night. We well, glued every day, Betty. Well, Betty, you were at the, you were watching. I, know, the, I have to say, twelve days. I don't know how they they just continually talked and it, B- the BBC were up. in black all the time. And mm. how did they keep talking about yeah. her? No, the the day of the funeral. I watched that, Jerry. I could not believe the length of that. The two services, one in Westminster and then one in Windsor. Yeah. And in between, and then there was a third there one for family. The, I felt sorry for the for yeah. the family. I really yeah. did. And the public eye, there was every head of state except. Three, I think, was there. Mm. A few countries, not right. Like it was amazing. She was an amazing woman. Oh, she was. I thought the twelve-day t- 
thing. It went on a little bit long, Jerry. Mm. No football for a couple of weekends or something. I know that I'm not into football, but it really everything well, it, just you know stopped. what? That'll never happen again. But what about well, all, that the, will never what about all the English people who queued for fourteen or sixteen hours? Sorry, so? my daughter flew over to pay her respects, especially. She lo- she got she a queued up. She got no. She didn't queue up, but she got a letter from the Queen a few years ago. She wrote to the Queen. Yes, and she got a letter from the Queen a few years ago. She thought she was fabulous. Now Jane, she's eighteen, nineteen, and she uh, said, "I'm after getting a nine-euro flight. I'm heading over. I'm going over to the Queen. I'm going over to pay my respects, because leave my flowers at Buckingham Palace and just to be there." And she did that. Yeah. Well, do you mind me asking you what she got the letter back from the Queen about? What did she write to the Queen for? She wrote to the Queen. Just with her admiration of her. Really? And yeah. got an actual reply she from the palace. Actual, from the palace, yeah. Like Isn't signed by, I'm sure, someone who signs for the Queen. Yes. But everyone gets a letter back. I can't wait for the crown number five. The Imelda, Imelda Staunton is the Queen and Harry and Meghan are in it. Yes. So I can't wait for that. But the the Queen was amazing lady. I have to say she was mm. out on her own. And I don't think Charles, between the pens and his... Um, <laughs> or if he didn't have Camilla, he'd be gone. I have to say that. She's 75, Jerry. She is. I was tired. I was tired just looking at what she did do. God yeah. help her. I feel sorry for her. I don't mind with the rest of But you of know them. what? The Queen didn't last long after Philip Deitcher she didn't no. oh, she went downhill she, rapidly yeah, her rock like her rock her like rock. he was amazing well, she was 96 but she literally faded uh, 20 months or something yeah. oh you could between. see yeah, it you know yeah. you could see it that she was yeah. disappearing and it just shows you how much he meant to her yeah. that really no, came absolutely, through yeah. absolutely you know? yeah. but you, like I saw photographs the other day of um, when she Liz Truss when she came up to get her Prime Ministership and then Bar- like she was actually there and shook her hand and everything mm. and then she was dead the next day gone within Liz, she looked Liz awful could be gone well, quite quick but she won't last as long as Lizzie did anyway <laughs> she Truss, won't last the blink of an eye no. she's just no. a lunatic well I mean the media have her gone anyway like, but she yeah. just thinks she can do it if she wants Jerry she forgets mm. that she's only a party leader mm. all these oh, there's, there's terrible unrest in the and there is this huge unrest and you know people say I'm sure she's an intelligent but I have to say she's probably an intelligent woman and she's the best of intentions but the way she started off well you you do have to scratch your head now I want to talk about something that's going to affect everybody and it is affecting everybody listening to us today and that's the cost of everything especially the energy squeeze everything that's associated with you're running a business as well you know uh, in in the hospitality sector and there's talk of power cuts this coming uh, you know winter the prices are through the roof and the government have helped they, they you know they've have given uh, assistance what do you think w- w- where are we what, what from your perspective well first of all first of all like every country in the world is going through this it's not just ireland okay and it's not the government's fault because everyone in this country seems to think that anything that goes wrong it's the government's fault it is not, it's nothing to do with the government. It's the price of fuel. I have gone from 0.21 units uh, per unit from last year to 0.75 now I'll be paying per unit, which means like a like it's going to, it's three times the price. Um, so I don't know, I actually don't know what I'm going to do. You see, the government came out with the, the, that the difference between the two they'll pay back 40% or they give us a 40% grant. But, you know, if you don't have, if you have any warehouse tax or if you don't have your NOx tax compliant or whatever, that's going to be, ver- or your up-to-date taxes, 
you're going to find it very difficult to get that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it has been a tough few years for a lot of businesses, yes. especially in the restaurant sector, especially in you know, any sector. Um, but I think that we have to struggle through somehow. I don't think we can put up our prices. Like, I can't, I, there's no appetite from people to put up prices. So we're going to have to swallow it. We're going to have to uh, change our business the way we did during COVID. We're going to have to, like, I, I loved the, an approach from a, a pub restaurant in um, Fibsborough the other day. They're having Monday, Tuesday, bring your coat and you get 20% off your pints, hmm. right? But so they're turning off the heat and they're turning off the lights on a Monday and Tuesday they're going to have candlelit and like, then yeah, you bring your coat candle, and you get 20% yeah. off that is innovation yeah. what yeah. about from a consumer's well, point like, of view yeah, Betty so in the shops Jerry, I just know it was like an Aldi or a little uh, Aldi I'd say a, a euro extra on a chicken say a, a or everything is gone everything has gone up 50 I buy board feed there down the town for the board mm. 20 cent mm. up from 2 to, or to 2.20 yes. just mm. like that yeah. coffee's sometimes gone from 3 to 3.50 yeah. but it'll, I have to say it'll only bear so much I've got to read this comment because it's really good about the dancing got to come back to this when it comes to Irish dancing can I just say that the children are the ones who are disappointed if cheating is the right word we must remember that the dancer didn't know about it do you know what they're saying oh totally yeah so yeah. And that's a fair point oh, to no, make absolutely. it's not a reflection oh, on the children, the children or no, the dancers no. and we want to emphasize and thank you for making that comment yeah, yeah. Uh, to us this afternoon yeah. but do you not think though that nobody starts off wanting to cheat now, everyone just wants to go because they enjoy what they do, whether it's a runner, whether you're playing yeah. uh, football or whatever. But then society comes in, there's pressures from this, there. And there. I understand that. And That's all around them. Yeah. Folks, I've got to leave it there today with you. Thank you so much. It's great to have you back it in studio. It was so short, It was, but you'll be yeah. back again we soon. So you That's will. great, Jerry. For the moment, thank you so much, you're Betty Clark. Welcome. Thank you, Akira Burke from Sage and you're Stone. We'll see welcome. you soon. Up next on Late Lunch, we're heading to the garden and I'm there with the wonderful Miss Nikki Kyle, stay with us on Late Lunch. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio, Friday afternoon. And a lot of people are just packing up the garden at the minute and they go away from it until next springtime. But nothing could be further from good sense because there's still lots to do in the garden. The sowing can be done. And if you have a greenhouse or a tunnel, well, there's no excuse for you. And to guide us through the next month or so, I'm delighted to say hello again to the Queen of Green of Organic Gardening, Nikki Kyle. Hello, Nikki. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thank you again for joining me on the show. And I suppose to start, would we come back to this theme that we've spoken about in the past, food security? Absolutely. And, you know, being practical, and, and I always find it's best to be practical. I, I sort of feel better if I'm doing something about things. Um, you know, and any food we can grow ourselves is food we don't have to buy. Uh, and there's still quite a few things we can start off growing now. Um, you know, I mean, we can sow kind of uh, oriental salad mixes and things like rocket and, and claytonia for growing inside if you do it now. Uh, and if you, if you haven't got a greenhouse or a polytunnel, you can actually make a grow frame very easily out of some old bits of wood and a bit of polythene. You know, and that's just as good. That's what I used for several years before I had a polytunnel. Um, I mean, it's getting a bit late for sowing winter lettuce and things like that now. But th there's a few mentioned in the What to Sow list on my website uh, that may be worth sowing now to get some salads before the end of the year. Um, but that depends on the weather. On bright days, you know, the light can be good and it's a bit warmer. Um, or, on damp days, things don't grow. You know, growth is slowing up a bit uh, now. But, I mean, saving money is something we're all conscious of right now. And, actually, um, the big packets of organic seeds for microgreens are fantastic value from Fruit Hill Farm. 
uh, and many of them will actually also grow on to make baby leaves or bigger plants for salads. You're not just restricted to, to growing them for microgreens. Things like mitsuna, mustards, uh, and pea shoots for sowing in tubs for pea shoot salads. Cedarholic actually is another great Irish website selling seeds of fast-growing oriental salads and, and other veg. Lots of them organic. Uh, and if you grow, uh, if you buy non-F1 hybrid seeds, you can actually save seed from the next year if you let them flower and, and set the seed and save a fortune. Uh, and perhaps that's something we might talk a bit more about next week or next month, sorry. That's what we like to hear, saving money, securing yep. our food supply. And you are a great advocate. You always have been of the greenery, of the green salad. And those little leaves, as you said before, you can grow them on your windowsill, in your patio, wherever, they'll come up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and do you know what? The, the great thing about salads, I mean, so sounds a bit depressing, but, you know, if we do get the power cups there, they're talking about, what could be better for a meal than to go out and pick a fresh, healthy salad and have a dressing ready in the fridge, ready to go? And there you are. No, you know, power cups aren't worried because they don't need cooking. <laughs> Done and dusted, <laughs> and it couldn't be more healthy. So, like the main uh, stream stuff, it's beyond time. There's no sowing of that, but you say all those greens and salads as well. What yeah. about broad beans, Nikki? Um, I would leave them until next month if you want to sow them. I, I'm trying a new variety this year called Express, which I actually loved. Um, this year early in spring and it's very quick and it may actually come on if it's sown in November it may come on quickly and and, um, you know produce beans very early in the year and has a lovely flavor Um, that's also on the Cedarholic website I think Um, that was very good Um, but the other things you can do is is um, you know rooting things like uh, leeks and spring onions or or scallions uh, in in a jar of water Uh, keep it topped up in in a few days you know if you buy them in the supermarkets the, the roots will start to grow then you can plant them in tubs or in the ground in a greenhouse or cold frame. And half is just the tops all winter long. And these are really useful for all sorts of things like a champ or cold cannon with mashed potatoes. And that makes a delicious meal with a couple of fried eggs on top and saves money on buying meat too. It certainly does. You're the queen of gardening hacks, I have to say. You never fail to disappoint us. Now, let's talk about garlic. And, you know, I have a particular problem with garlic. I can't grow it, but I am going at it again this year. I'm going to grow it in containers. I'm getting the real good compost you recommended. I'm just going to use it to grow them in. And I'm not allowing anything in from outside where I seem to have this white rot that got into my bed sometime uh, yeah. in the past. You know? Well, do you know what? Start them off. Actually, garlic is best started off in a poorer compost i know not a very rich compost use the compost that you've been using you know for growing tomatoes or something inside and that's what i did uh, last year and it was very successful um and just plant the biggest cloves from the outside plant them about four or six inches apart don't overwater them that's the secret um plant them in tubs you'll probably only plant them about four inches deep um but just water them enough to just keep the soil barely moist uh, and they'll grow on. And actually, I was, ha- you know, picking garlic and pulling garlic very early last year, or this year, rather. Um, and, you know, you can plant it outside. And also, um, what you can do is, in the tunnel or outside, plant it in between crops. Garlic doesn't need a whole bed to itself. So if you plant it between other things like salads or lettuce or other things, um, then when they're finished in, in early spring and they're cleared, Instead of digging it all up, you could sow another early crop between the garlic at that stage, which should be about sort of 18 inches um, high, 15 centimetres high. Um, And you could sow radishes or carrots or anything like that on the surface without disturbing the garlic. That means you get more value for money out of your space. 
Oh, utilising the space. Fantastic. What about varieties? Which ones do you like? Well, the one variety I keep coming back to all the time is Morado, um, which is really, it's a sort of purplish on the outside variety. Lovely, good, strong, full garlic flavour. Um, you know, and if you don't like a, a, a strong garlic flavour, just use less of it. Because actually cooking makes garlic go much milder, you know. Um, so, and it's terribly good for you. So, I mean, if a recipe says one clove of garlic, I always throw four in automatically. It's just, <laughs> it's just much, it's so good for you. And we, and we love it. But, you know, you don't have to. I mean, only just a, a whisper of garlic. Just grate it instead of crushing it. Uh, that's another good tip, too, is grate it on a fine grater. Because then you can use half a clove of garlic if you want to. There'll be no vampires uh, in Nikki's uh, vicinity anytime soon with all the garlic she consumes. But uh, coming back to the garlic, a point you made there, I just want to emphasise it for listeners. It's important to use the fat cloves on the outside of the garlic bulb. For planting, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, it's, it's best, yeah. But I mean, the, the others will grow. They'll just make much smaller bulbs, you know. So what you could do with, with the smaller cloves that you're taking off, the seed garlic now bulbs that you're buying, is um, put them all together in a pot. Uh, and, um, you know, you can harvest the leaves if you want. You don't have to, to let them grow into big um, yes. bulbs. Um, but the biggest cloves from the outside of the, bulb, the garlic bulbs always make the best plants. Uh, and growing eventually into the best bulbs again. And again, not bulbs imported from the far side of the world, bought no, commercially. No, no, absolutely not. Buy organic ones if you can. Uh, if you can't, then I wouldn't recommend growing them in the garden. Just grow them in tubs. Garlic grows really well in tubs because it's warmer, it's more well-drained, uh, and it loves it. But get them in, you know, fairly soon because um, the winter and autumn planting varieties of garlic need cold to produce their roots. Um, there are a few varieties that are, are, are for spring planting, but they're generally not very strong tasting. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't bother with them, to be honest. Now, talk to me about the uh, stragglers of tomatoes still on the uh, beleaguered plants. Well, if you still have a few, and actually I've still got rosada, which is wonderful, and it still tastes great. Mm-hmm. I was out, outside 10 minutes ago and picked a couple. Um, if, even if they're green, though, you can bring them all inside now. Pick them all, uh, because the plants are going to go mouldy now, even if they're looking okay now. Um, and that they will actually gradually ripen on a tray somewhere. Now, some people pull up the plants and hang them up somewhere, but, you know, if they're in a garage or an outhouse or somewhere, they're probably going to go mouldy and cold, and cold ruins the flavour in tomatoes. So if you bring them in uh, and put them fairly well spaced out on trays in the house somewhere, not too cold, they will gradually ripen. So you'll have your nice red tomatoes. Yeah, and, of yeah. course, the green ones make lovely chutney, too, if you want to go that road. The, they do. Yeah. And actually, the green, they've, they've discovered recently that the green ones contain an anti-aging nutrient. Oh, quick. I need some soon. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyways, uh, there's still uh, plenty to be done. Uh, just one question. Uh, the beleaguered plants themselves, if they have any type of mould or disease on them, compost them or not? You can compost them if they're not blighted. I don't, uh, you know, because, uh, okay, if, if you have massive compost heap, like industrial compost heaps, then you can, um, uh, you know, compost blighted things. But in, in a, a normal garden compost heap, which doesn't get very warm, particularly at this time of year, uh, I wouldn't risk them. I'd put them in the green bin, okay. uh, rather the brown bin, you know, the, re- yes, the yes. food recycling bin. Um, but uh, anything, anything else you can put in the, mm. the compost heap.
Watering and ventilation, where are we now in October? Oh, as, as, well, as much ventilation as we can, you know, given that we have to be careful about wind. That's really, really important. Um, and, um, you know, watering really isn't necessary at all. Uh, unless you've got plants that you're planting, just water them in and then that's it. Because otherwise, uh, you know, the air is going to be damp and it's going to be hanging around and it's going to be very still. And that's when plants get diseased. So you really need to be good at the housekeeping now. Pick up any dead leaves, anything that looks moldy or going yellow or anything like that. Try to keep the atmosphere as dry as possible in the polytunnel or greenhouse uh, or cold frame, actually. Back to the outdoors and the ground. Should you cover it? What about uh, putting some green manure in at this stage? Is it too late? It's a bit late for a green manure now. I would cover it. Uh, any ground that you're not going to use until you know spring uh, or early spring, and actually you'll find it's much better. It, 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 even if you could sort of cover it with something waterproof, and underneath that waterproof cover, put some uh, a little bit of nice compost, uh, or even you know sort of recycled uh, compost out of your tubs and things. Spread it on the ground, cover it with um, something waterproof. So I say either sort of very thick cardboard or um, you know polythene or something, and that will actually keep the weeds down and keep the worms warm and working and when you uncover it in spring there'll be a few slugs which you can get rid of and it'll be ready to go too early to look at the seed catalogues yet or are they out even uh i don't think they're really out but they seem to online they certainly seem yes. to be sort of around all, all the time but no I, I don't think it's ever too early but um i don't think there's any amazing new varieties coming out but i think the thing to do is to as i say next next month we might talk about um you know buying seeds to sort of save seeds because that saves a massive amount of mm. money you know, and non-F1 hybrids, you know, open-pollinated varieties, which have been grown for hundreds of, of years in some cases, are actually much better value. And you never have to buy them again once you're saving seed. You mentioned the Irish companies there, and I know you used to pick up seeds yourself from the UK. How has Brexit impacted there? Oh, you can't get seeds from the UK now, and um, seed companies in America won't send to Ireland now either. God, that's a, a real restriction, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I, I've, I've actually had a sort of a... Um, several times I've emailed um, Baker Creek Seeds, uh, who sell wonderful heirloom seeds uh, and great new varieties for organic growing, which I've been getting seeds off for years, and they won't send here anymore. Um, you know, so, I mean, if you have a way of getting them here, then possibly you could uh, risk getting them sent to a friend in the UK, uh, and hopefully they can bring them over here. But if they're stopped in customs, you've lost, lost them, that's it. Mm. It's a, a real downer for sure. But plenty of seed companies here in Ireland and lovely organic seeds available as well. Yeah, I mean, Fruit Hill Farm and Seedaholic are the two that sell a lot of organic seeds. Uh, I know I mentioned them quite a lot, but, but they are fantastic companies, you know. They are indeed, just like yourself, and your advice every <laughs> month is invaluable. We really do appreciate it, and do, folks, check her out. She's a brilliant blog, com. Happy gardening until November. Uh, happy gardening, folks, and thanks a lot, Jerry. It's the king of comedy, Mr Peter Kay, and the things people say. I used to work in a shop, mate, and I used to till stuff up. Sure, when you look. When people came in, they come in... <laughs> I'd say that's, uh, that's uh, £3.42, please. Do you want the 42? What? Do you want the 42? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be three quid. And that's not enough, is it? No, you're all right. I'll take it out my wage, shall I? Eh? 
people say stupid things. A woman come up to me in Bolton at Christmas, she went, excuse me, love, excuse me, am I going the right way? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know where you're going. I'll tell you this for free. I love that one. I'll tell you this for free. Put your money away. <laughs> Believe you me. Believe you me. Me, what did I get dragged in? You me, what about? You me, what's it gonna do with me? You me. I won't touch him with a barge pole. Who's got a barge pole? Who's got a barge pole? I won't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Oh, no, 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 no. He's happy as Larry. Who's this Larry? Who, who's this Larry fella? We can compare ourselves to, he's that happy. First things first, that's a belter. Come on, first things first. Really, let's have first things third, shall we? Well, I love it when you come back off your holidays and people say, hey, I see you brought the good weather back with you. Imagine that at customs, eh? We're looking here, shall we? See what oh, Jesus Christ, I'm blinded, blinded. Fucking crowded house here, look at that, eh? I went around my grandma's flat, I walked in, she said, guess who's dead? <laughs> guess who's dead, I've got a guess. Guess who's dead? Where'd you start with something like that? <laughs> guess who's dead? You'll never guess. Chuck me phone book. <laughs> Connie. Who? Connie. <laughs> who's Connie? Connie. Hit flat upstairs. I heard a thud during bargain hunt. What do you mean, Connie? Who's Connie? Connie, Connie, Connie. Oh, well, now you've repeated it. Bloody pennies dropped now. There were Connie Patton Treason, Joe, he had a beard, emigrates to Canada. Membridge on RAF, big lad. His daughter Donna, granddaughter, used to be nursery with you, she had crayons. She's in police now, she's a desk sergeant. She had a club foot, she had a kinky leg when she walked. Used to work at Warburton's. Jimmy's in Barcel, he knocked a nun down on Green Lane. In a three-wheeler. Kelly and Angela live over at Dry Cleaners together. They're both men. You know. <laughs> can't say lesbian, me nana. She'll burn if she says lesbian. They're both men. You know. Is it hot in here, is it me? I love that. Is it hot in here, is it me? How is he? He's all right. But how is he in himself? How is he in himself? What is he, a contortionist? Um, brilliant, isn't he? Let's hope he's back soon, bringing us a good old laugh. Rihanna is my artist of the week all week this week and on a personal level Rihanna dated American singer Chris Brown in 2007 but two years later it was all off when he assaulted her for which he was convicted. She then had an on-off relationship with Canadian rapper Drake which lasted seven years to 2016. Would you believe it she went back to Brown briefly before dating a Saudi Arabian businessman for a couple of years. She's now in a steady relationship with rapper ASAP Rocky and in May of this year gave birth to a baby boy. Rihanna's a prominent advocate and philanthropist, supporting and donating to several different causes and charities. She owns a penthouse in Manhattan and a substantial property in the heart of London, and her career will no doubt lift off again in January when she headlines the halftime entertainment at Super Bowl. I wind up my week of Rihanna today with my favourite song of hers about an item we'll all need over the coming months.
Yes, the umbrella concluding my week of Rihanna. And I'll bring you another Artist of the Week next week from Monday afternoon. Friday afternoon and it's time to focus on sport before we finish up this week and joining me once more as our presenter of Sunday Sport, David Sheehan. Hi David. How are you doing Jerry? Let's get straight to business because we have a lot to cover off today and we begin with soccer. League of Ireland tonight, the big game certainly from a local perspective is Dundalk against St Pat's. Uh, if Dundalk win this, they're more or less assured of European football. Yeah, and I mean, given where they were and something we talked about last week on, during the game against Strahda with John Flanagan, like given where Dundalk were last year and at the beginning of this season, you know, it's it's probably scarcely believable that for Dundalk fans that they'd be back in, in Europe next year after, you know, the, the kind of the highs and lows, I suppose, but a lot of lows in the last couple of years between the owners and everything else. So, yeah. You know, Pat's coming into this game. They had won five five in a row, but then they, they lost one nil to Derry, and then they had that extraordinary four-all draw with Shelburne, which was only on Monday night as well. So just had a four-day turnaround ahead of this game. The Dock obviously haven't played since last Friday when they had that 2-0 win over Drogheda. So look at Dundalk's destinies in their own hands. They're at home. Their home record this season, as we know, they haven't been beaten all season at Oriel Park, Casey's Field, as it is for the time being. So I think Dundalk are going to, going to take all three points there, and it'll be a huge win for them. As you say, if they won that game, uh, they're more or less guaranteed third place. It's very hard to see St. Pat's catching them after that. So I think Dundalk, they're, they're on a little bit of a, a roll at the moment. They've come back from that cup defeat last weekend and with, with European football really in their sights now, I think they'll go for the juggler and they'll get the three points tonight. The other game is at Daily Mount Bohemians against Strahada. A dead rubber, you'd have to say, barring an absolute miracle. Drogheda, you would have to say at this stage, are safe. I think either Harps or UCD would probably have to win three or four of their last few games, which they obviously won't do. Uh, Drogheda just seeing out the season going nowhere. Yeah, well, it's it's a little bit disappointing, I suppose, for Drogheda. Like, I spoke to Kevin Doherty last week, and, and he's kind of really keen that the season just doesn't fizzle out because they've they've had a really good season. They've had some really good results. You know, that that memorable win against Shamrock Rovers at home for one. And they had lots of other really good results across the course of the season. But as you say, they've been safe probably for a while now in reality. You know, Kevin would never admit that himself until it's mathematically impossible to be relegated. But, you know, the, it is kind of just maybe fizzling out a little bit. It must be a little bit hard to motivate the players. Um, they were a little bit unfortunate last week, I thought, in the first half in particular against Dundalk. Uh, to go in 2-0 down certainly wasn't a fair reflection, but they've on they've been on a bit of a bad run. They've only won one in their last five, two in their last ten. So it's going to be a tough one for them. I think it's just important that they, they, they just give themselves a little bit of a lift between now and the end of the season and take a few points and, and it doesn't just completely fizzle out uh, into, you know, maybe people not remembering that the results they had earlier in the season because they finished the season poorly. But I think it's going to be a tough one for them tonight. Bohemians. They're on a bit of they're in a bit of form. They have a three wins in their last five. James Clark coming up against his former side. Um, I think it'll be a tricky one. Drahad have only won once away all season as well. So you'd probably have to put the smart money on a Bohemians win there. Cross the water, the pick of the games this weekend, league leaders, and I love saying this, Arsenal taking on Liverpool at the Emirates Stadium. They came up trumps last week against a fine Tottenham side and won. Can they beat Liverpool? And really, if they beat Liverpool, it's a big statement. It is because, you know, the Spurs game last week was a big statement for them, but they went away to, to Old Trafford a few weeks before and against a fairly average United team didn't didn't get the win, albeit they were maybe a little bit unfortunate to not get something out of that game, but they didn't. And that's been the story of Arsenal over the years. So they do need to, to start putting down markers against the big teams. We know Liverpool aren't in the greatest of form at the moment. They're sitting in ninth at, the, at, at this point in time. Um, but yeah, you'd like to think that Arsenal would get the win there and keep the run going. I think Arsenal should... 
get the win, but we've said that many times over the years, Jerry. and uh, Liverpool will be certainly keen to, to prove a point. But if Arsenal play to their maximum ability, uh, keep that up on Sunday, then I think they'll be well set for all three points. Let's hope this is the new Arsenal and that it <laughs> remains like that for this season and beyond. Now, GAA, big, big weekend locally of games. Let's quickly look at Saturday. Uh, the replay in Louds to Bannon against Glyde, the Junior Football Championship. They have to do it all over again. Yeah, they do. Uh, no extra time or anything last weekend, straight to a replay. And, uh, you know, Sabanen, inspired by Derek Crilly in that first half last weekend, were eight points to two up, I think it was, coming up to the halftime whistle. And then Glyde got a goal that got them, got them back into it. Glyde, of course, who have had so much heartbreak in junior finals in recent years, losing three, three in a row, I think it was, a few years back. But Sabanen will feel like they left that one behind them, not just that goal before halftime, but they had two what looked like stonewall penalties, certainly one did in the over the course of that game. And I know they felt hard done, but they didn't get a penalty, especially the one right at the end of the game. So even aside from those decisions, Sabanen would have felt like they, they were the better team last weekend. And I think if they you know can, can just keep their heads this weekend, take their scores when the, the opportunities present themselves, they should get the job done. But it's going to be a tight one again, but I think Sabanen will just about get it done. Also on Saturday, and these games featured on uh, these games featured on Saturday Sport. It's the ladies' senior football championship final in Mead, Dunboyne against Dunchapman. Yeah, plenty of big names involved in this one. As we know, Vicky Wall is over in Australia, so she won't be playing for Dunboyne. But they have Emma Duggan, they have Sarah Wall, Vicky's sister, and Dunshockin Roya Gales they have Neva Sullivan, Neva Gallagher from the Mead panel. Neva Sullivan, of course, one of the star performers and nominated for an All Star uh, once again this year, as was Emma Duggan, of course. Uh, it's Dunshockin Roya Gales first. Senior final, uh, they had a good win over Central Town in the semi-final. Dunboyne got past Oldcastle in the semi-final. And it looks like a really intriguing battle. You know, an, up, an up-and-coming Dunshockland Royal Gales team against the Dunboyne team, who, of course, not only won the Mead Championship last year, but won Leinster as well. So it's going to be a really interesting game. I think Dunboyne just have that bit more experience at the moment, that they'll just they'll, they'll get the win. I think they'll, they'll just have enough. But it's, it's going to be an intriguing one. I'm really interested to see how it goes and to see how Dunshock and Royal Gales perform in their first senior final. But I'll, I'll give a hesitant nod to Dunboyne just to get it done with the bit of experience that they have, even in spite of the fact they're missing Vicky Wall. And then on to Sunday and your Sunday sports show featuring two big finals. Mm. Let's look at the football final in Loud first. Newtown Blues against St. Mary's from RG. The Marys haven't won the senior title since 1995, 27 years ago. In the interim, the Blues have won seven senior titles. But the Marys go into this one, hot favourites. Yeah, and well, you know, you mentioned the Blues record in recent times since that RD win in 95. RD themselves have lost four finals since 97, 2003 after a replay, 2016 and of course 2020 as well. So... It, they got revenge already over the jocks in the semi-final, um, you know, in that extraordinary finale when I think we had about nine minutes about a time and they got the winning point right at the end. So that was an incredible finish. So, yeah, I think, you know, we talked about the cherry last week. We bumped into each other outside the station and blues, the blues are the kingpins and loud, aren't they? 23 yes. awards more than anybody else. So you would never, ever write off, write off the Newtown Blues in a final. Um, but I think RD. They've been a kind of a coming team for a few years now. They've been knocking on the door. They lost that final a couple of years ago, as we mentioned. But they got over the jocks in the semi-final. And I think that will really, really, after a really poor first half, there was a bit of a win in that game, but they were struggling at halftime. They came back. They dug in. They won it in the depths of extra of injury time, I should say. And I think they'll they'll do it. I think they'll break their duck this, this Sunday. They probably won't thank me for saying that now, but I think, uh, I think they will. I think they'll just get it done. I think this is their year, finally. 
Mary's two prevailing loud, says David Sheehan. And uh, the first game on Sunday on your show is the Mead Senior Hurling Championship final. And it sees Trim take on Retholt. They know each other well. They know each other very well. They met in the 2020 final. But as James Toher was, was telling Brendan Cummins during the week when Brendan put it to him, like this is an opportunity to to you know uh, to right the wrongs for, for Retholt in terms of that last minute defeat in extra time a couple of years ago. But as James Stoher said, they've met each other four or five times since then. So he says that that final is a, a distant memory for everybody at this point. It was, of course, the 2020s decider. It was played in 2021, as we all remember with COVID. But they met in the group as well. Trim had a 413 to 18 points win over Retholt. I was at that game. Trim were down a man, but the scoreline, even though they were they were a man short, I think the scoreline flattered them a little bit. They got a, they got a couple of goals laid on in that one that maybe made it look a little bit more comprehensive than it was. It was a really tight game and a good battle. And, you know, we're told, for their part, they just about came out of the group. They scraped out of the group on scoring difference, but they're hitting form at the right time. They beat Kiltail in that semi-final, which was a bit of a shock, well, a real shock, and they beat them comfortably, even though, again, the scoreline at the end maybe didn't reflect it because Kiltail got a couple of late goals. But... It's going to be a really, a really entertaining game. I think it's going to be really close, and I, I think we're told uh, we'll, we'll get revenge for that defeat a few years ago in the final, and I think they'll get it done. And it could be for them, of course, the first part of a double because they're in the football final next weekend. So, uh, all eyes on that one. And I'm gonna, gonna say we're told just about, but it's going to be really tight. Don't be surprised if this one goes all the way to the, to the wire. A feast of sport on LMFM Radio beginning this evening and continuing Saturday and into Sunday. Do join us to enjoy the the live action. David Sheehan, until Friday next, thanks so much. Thanks, Jerry. That's it for another week on Late Lunch and we are scooting off to Kilkenny for the annual National Radio Awards, the first time we've been together in three years. Good luck to everybody who's been nominated and especially our colleagues here in LMFM as we travel with hope in our hearts. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. We'll see you Monday for a brand new week of Late Lunch from 1.30. Bye. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 87 Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.